Evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is a Wednesday night. It's going nine o'clock. My name's Tane Kuby, and uh, we're we're talk back. And this is an opportunity for you to jump on the show, ask questions of our special guest. Special guest tonight is Bomber Bomber Bradbury, an expert political commentator and uh, the host of a uh, talk show, a political talk show. He'll go on about it. Um, but um, it's uh, on podcast uh, platforms everywhere. I think you're even on Rover or something like that. Yeah. So he's a, yeah, he's a broadcasting genius. Um, we're going to be talking uh, politics. So if you've got a question, we're going to put a little um, a link on. You can either join us or just fire a question off in the comment section. We are, of course, on uh, our little podcast. Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, join in. Thanks for listening. Graham Holmes immediately straight off the bat saying, I'm here. Nice to have you there. Before we do anything, let's uh, welcome our guest, Bomber Bradbury. Wait for it. I'm just trying to find my little intro for Bomber Bradbury, everybody. Mate, how are you? All right. Um, I feel like there needs to be an update of the graphic. Yeah, I feel like we need a new graphic. I, I can, you know what? You need your own graphic. Yeah, yeah. I think I do. I think I do. As, as a regular. Yeah. It's like it's like your special guest sort of says special guest. You know, Henry Winkler as the Fonz, but you always knew. Yeah. He was always going to be, right? He was always going to be there. Henry Winkler is the there was, never, there was never a question of, oh, I wonder if Fonzie will be here. This, fuck, Fonzie's always there, right? Fonzie is always here. Bring back PU, says Philip Brees. Thank you, Phil. Uh, we've got uh, Murray Warwick. Please discuss Chantel Bar- Baker. Who is Chantel Baker? Um, she is one of the alt-right's new sort of precious wonder girls. Um who is a leading proponent of the nonsense down Parliament lawns. So it's like they've spawned their own sort of heroes in their own social media echo chambers, and she's one of them. Um, she's like a citizen journalist, isn't she? She always goes live in the afternoon when anything's going down. She's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You don't want to give her any airtime. You're just not feeling it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I just, I mean, I think these guys are just all lunatics, most of them. Uh, and they believe just crazy shit, just just stuff that's not true, you know. Um, and then sort of build an entire narrative around that, and then grift it and sell it off to some other schmuck who's frightened and scared, and will take a bite of that cherry. You know, I got who's I got, her dad? Murray Warwick says, and her daddy. Who is her dad? Do you know? Who oh, her dad? um, uh, her, 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 her daddy is a failed right wing politician, I think, Leighton Barker. Okay. Um, there's, it's, it's, it's funny. There's about 22 different splinter groups of different groups down in Wellington. And that's just the main, main, main factions. If, if like the sub factions of the main 22 factions, they get a bit cross burny, you know, when you sort of, when you're getting really, oh, oh, ah. Yeah, the Aryan militia forever, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, but hey, yeah, um, no, lunatics, lunatics. Okay, so what's happening? Um, it's just a real big PR um, uh, situation, right? You got the police and government PR. You got the splinter groups, groups PR. Basically, the police now have painted them right back into the corner of Fisher's throwing an unidentified subject. I mean, why can't someone run that to the lab and say, oh, it was acid? So it was like, it took them like two days. Uh, and then you've got shit being thrown. 
and then you've got them doing the barricades. So that kind of like the day that all went down, it was like, oh, protesters, oh, all the credibility that you've built up over the last couple of days, all going. And then you've got them, the protesters, showing people with earpieces and conspiracy stuff, saying, so it's this big, massive arm wrestle. Who's winning? Oh, I think everyone's losing. Everyone's losing. Um, I think the only winner is going to be Omicron. Uh, when that goes through that little village of misfortune, it's going to burn its way through. Um, look, here's the important thing. We need to avoid a situation where the police with riot squads and the batons and the shields and the tear gas and the dogs go in and drag people off the law. That's the... That is what I think everybody should try and avoid. We've got to be focused on allowing this to be a a, a legal protest, and they can have a legal protest. There's a liberal progressive democracy. The right to protest is sacrosanct, even if we don't like what they have to say, and I think most of it's bullshit. Um, But we need to avoid giving the far right any more propaganda than they've already been able to amass. If you talk to a lot of these people down there, they're living in a completely different dimension of reality. Like they think that the mandates are going to stay forever and that everyone is going to have to be held down and a needle forced into their arms, including children. That's how nutty it is, right? It's like there's no connection to reality. Now, that's not to say that a lot of those people haven't been hurt economically by a decision which, you know, yes, it's their own decision not to get vaccinated. But when you do a broad stroke policy like this, there are going to get people who actually get caught up in the middle of it for no fault of their own. And, you know, some people medically can't have a vaccine. And um, if they do, it's really, really bad for them. Yeah. And those people have kind of been left adrift. And a lot of them have turned up on Parliament's lawns. They're being manipulated by the far right. Their misery and pain is being manipulated by counter um, uh, spin, which is uh, a Steve Bannon-aligned media. Um, it is a bit nutty and, 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 and fruity stuff. Um and their pain and their misery has been manipulated into something. And the last thing I think we want to do as the state is to give those far-right propagandists any more ammunition by dragging people out and beating them up, you know? We should allow them to stay there and get those cars out, move the cars, that's fine, legalise what they've got there, and just allow it to burn it out on its own. Um, question from Jim McGrath, yeah. Omnicron, uh, COVID that has a 99.87% survival rate is going to hit the protesters. Yeah, right, Dr. Bomber. Hit the next text box again. Okay. Oh, yeah, look, you know, Omicron, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't kill as many people, but it moves very, very fast and much faster through a total population. Um, and that's why it's concerning. And that's why it's of concern. And, you know, you're starting to see those numbers go up. This this whole idea that, oh, it's a harmless flu and doesn't do this and it's blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? We're over 3,000 cases now. Yeah. You know, we used to shit ourselves, shit ourselves yeah. if there was like a dozen. Oh, my God, you know? And now, you look, now you're in a different reality. Um, I the, the malls are empty the, the shops are closing. The restaurants right. are going down because it's here. It's here yeah. now. 
Let's get now. I've got to say, uh, I think I've got it. Um, I okay, have- yeah, this is right. We were talking about this. You think yeah. you've actually got it, right? Yeah. Tell everyone. Tell okay. So tell everyone from the the moment you had the first notable noticeable yeah. symptom, and when you started feeling that you were actually going downhill. What's the time difference? So basically, I was driving the car today. Yep. Then I I was with the children last night. Yep. Dropped them off at their mum's house. Yep. And then had a cup of coffee, got back in my car and came home. On the way home, quite literally, I was like, <clears throat> and then the cough has yep. just, from that moment, from say eight in the morning to one o'clock, just got worse. So I was continuously coughing. Really? I've got a little, I'm a bit chesty. I've got a, a tickle in my throat that won't go away. So within, 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 within five hours, five hours. With a noticeable yeah. symptom, Absolutely. you had a feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm actually. Yeah. Now, look, you know, I want to throw on top of this. I, again, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not a baby. This is survivable. I've got, uh, I'm on ibuprofen and paracetamol. I've got a headache. I've got aches. I'm hot. And, um, and I'm achy. Right, okay, so there's that. And I'm probably going to get over that in about three or four days. I will go and get tested. But I think today for Auckland, a lot of people have gone down. It's like, and this is going to be a tidal wave. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, worry yep. for me, if I have to isolate, then that's cool. You know, I can do the isolation part. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to, when I get out, it's probably going to possibly happen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can catch it two or three or four or five times. It yeah. is a shocker. But anyways, I'll let you know how the testing goes. So yeah, well, uh, I think I think we'd all we would all like to uh, follow that journey. But it's it's mm. remarkable that the, the the oncome of sickness is so quick. That's that's yeah. the thing. I think that and and you and you feel you would feel that you're getting worse by the passing out. Yeah, but if I, I think it's been subdued by the medication that I've prescribed right. myself. Yeah, um, and. Yeah. I'm just on the ibuprofen. I've lots of water. Yes. I'm just treating it like a normal cold. Look, I know this is going to go on about three days and be non-existent. Yeah. But half of me was like, look, I know I have been, I've had the vaccine. I haven't been boosted, um, but I have got the vaccine. Oh, you haven't been boosted. Haven't been boosted. Oh. But you know what? I'm not. Oh, that changes everything. I'm not doing it hard. I'm not doing it hard. I'm not like, oh, oh get me out of here. I've got to go to hospital. Wow. Well, mate, but maybe. Let's not rule it out. Well, this I is mean, only you're, you're, we're 11 you're, hours you're, in, you know? You are in the target audience. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you know, an older Māori male. Yeah. You know, um, uh, um, with all the comorbidities that, that one comes with mm. and not boosted. I mean, mathematically, it's like it's quite like it's quite a yeah, it's a shift, isn't it? Yes, it is. Anyways, just <laughs> hold me for a together. Richard says, "Could Luxon's timing of pushing for protester engagement be any more perfectly aligned with prosecutors, our protesters, and getting aggro?" It's, look, I mean, I, there's there's the culture war going on here, right? Look, these are these are what what what, what you call the lumpen proletariat, the subclasses, the underclass of the yeah. proletariat. Um, 
pair of lunatics, if 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 you will. But um, but but they have a right to protest, and and I think part of the problem you've got is particularly with middle class identity politics these days. The game of outrage is who can be most outraged by the other because the other is so evil. It's like an, a, a, it's an outrage Olympics, right? The yeah. person who gets to shout Nazi first wins in yeah. Woke. So the problem with the, with a lot of the activists left is that they have pointed all, all these protesters and screamed Nazi. Now, I, I certainly think that there are far-right elements there trying to manipulate these people, but the idea that they're all Nazi, that's just, that's just not, it's just not true. That's not true. A lot of these people, 50% of them voted Green and Labour, for Christ's sakes, in the last election. So so if, if, if 50% of the protesters there voted Green or Labour, well, what does that say <laughs> Nazis? What does that say about the Greens and the Labour Party? They're not all Nazis, right? But the, the, but, but you have to nail them in, in, in identity politics. You've got to push that person out. They're the Nazi. They're, the ex, they're, the, they're, they're terrible. They're excommunicated. They're cancelled. We won't talk to them and this desire to not talk and just bring in the bloody military. I mean, I've seen so many left-wing people I've got a lot of respect for just demanding to call in the military and get rid of these protesters. And the idea mm. that we should do that, I just think, is absolutely appalling. Again, I don't care what it is you're protesting about, but the state can't just go in with fucking batons and shields and beat the bejesus out of well, you. Costa has played it very well. I mean, he's taken. He took a. He, you know, he had time to think about it, and he moved early morning. And on the day that he reacted with the concrete and the lines and stuff, and the little bit of force there, um, he was pushing out his PR messaging right through to every newsroom in town. Oh, and, 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 and newsrooms up today. He was controlling the narrative and the story. I think the criticism of Costa was very unfair. What the hell are they expecting him to do? Mm. You know, all of these calls to go in and beat. Could you imagine the shockwave that would go through New Zealand culture mm. if they saw police beating? Like be Most New Zealanders' experience of the New Zealand police is through Police 10-7, right? I mean, so the, numerically, most times you have any interaction with the police is because you're watching them on Police 10-7. There's the friendly cop and the... You know the cheeky yeah. cop and the straight cop. That's that's the perception of them. They don't see police officers beating the bejesus out of women and children. That's yeah. that's quite a shock, right? Yeah. And so and so Costa was trying to avoid New Zealand going through that, and I think that he's policed this as well as he could. Um, I don't think Trevor should have called him in to clear the lawns on Thursday. Because all that did was create a common enemy for every lunatic with a grudge to turn up. And what 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 Trevor's bullshit little operation on that day where they arrested 122, couldn't arrest any more, when he'd arrested all those people and they had to just go back to where they were. All he'd done is created a 10-hour live stream recruitment video. Yes. more radicalized. That's and then so all these things like spraying them with water and clipping yeah. on music during. I mean, for fuck's sakes, let's not inflame this any longer or any further. The mm. adults in the room need to sit down and try and find a way forward. All of these people aren't Nazis. 
talking to them doesn't make you a Nazi, and refusing to accept that they're all deplorables and they can't rationalise with any of them. That's the worst kind of fucking headspace. That comes from the top, though, don't you think? That's oh, yeah. Really yeah well, cool. And this is the problem. Jacinda's taken it personally, right? Yeah. I mean, the greatest sin for Jacinda is unkindness. You know, it's right. rudeness, you know? That's the greatest sin. And for her, for, for all of these protests that turn up with threats and all these terrible things they've said and all this awful pain and vomit that they want to just put onto the politicians... Um, it's ugly and it's fair and it's, you know, a bit lunatic, fringe, some of it. Mm. But still have a responsibility not to negotiate because you can never negotiate with a group who's threatening you, right? You're the government. If you started allowing people to negotiate for those reasons, people would do threats all the time. So there's no negotiation, but they do deserve to have their concerns heard because this is, after all, a liberal progressive democracy. So I think that somebody should have gone down and heard from them and walked away and say, okay, we'll take, you know, we'll have a look at this. We're not negotiating, but we will, you will concern. Do you be- think the celebrities that showed up added some, um, um, added some credibility to the, the right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, all, any of that, any of that, but, but I just think if you, if, if you're not going to try and de-escalate this so yeah. that we can move on, uh, it's just going to remain as a wound. And I don't think any of us want that. No. Okay. So Jen, obviously, is not a fan, but uh, she says, more importantly, since Bob knows everything or pretends to, blah, blah. Can we get some clarification about Clark Gayford's whereabouts, please? This, uh, is, a, this is a common thread, and it's a new conspiracy uh, running hot across the internet. Oh there are, are rumours so... of wearing a, a, a monitoring bracelet. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He's a meth importer and stuff. What do you know about this? It's just, it's just, it's bullshit. And it's crazy. And for, for, I'm not, I don't even want to repeat the the, the rumor because you don't want to give it. Um, you don't. You, well, you just you just don't want to give those people the satisfaction of it, right? Because because by saying filth like that, you're, you're helping spread it. Let me say, I know exactly what the allegation is. It's been bouncing around for bloody over a month now. Um, it's completely false. Like like almost every rumor that is made up about Clark Gaven is false. Uh, he is not and will not be under any level of investigation for anything by the police because he's a good bugger. Um, no, the, 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 the line and the rumour is just so false. It's embarrassingly false. And watching people spread this shit around, it's like, did we learn nothing from the Salem witch trials? You know, you know, it's <laughs> bullshit rumor and bullshit rumor. Come on, people. Yeah. I think okay. the worst of everyone. Um, when do you think it's over? When do you think we can wrap this up? Is this a by the weekend thing? I mean, COVID's down there now. I think two's confirmed. Here's my fear. My fear is um, that it's uh, – my hope is that it goes in the next couple of days because I think if it gets again to this weekend, what you're going to see is Antifa Wellington, um, who, 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 have got, who, who have got a long-running history with the neo-Nazis in Wellington, that whenever the neo-Nazis turn up to try and do some sort of symbolic New Zealand Day thing at Parliament, uh, the, Antif- the Antifa crew turn up and, and pretty much beat them up and force them off. Um, if you look at the social media message boards for Antifa and Wellington, they're very angry that these um, people are in the neighbourhood and they want to have a go. So there is the possibility for another intense inflaming of this. 
Um, I think Omicron, you're right, is going to take a lot of the people and just it just shut this down. But the reality is also that the government doesn't want to keep the mandates in place one second longer than they fucking have to. You've seen retail. It is dying out there. I mean, the psychological impact of the virus being loose is people are just staying at home and hunkering down, as they have been for quite some time, I think. And I think that um, as, as soon as there is no longer any need to have the public health mandates in place, the government desperately wants to throw open the economy, right? We are hemorrhaging money yeah. right now. Yeah. They want to get rid of the mandates. And if they get rid of the mandates, well, what's the point in staying at the lawns then? Because the mandates is the yeah. whole issue. So there's a natural end to this. There is a natural end. on the support for business, though, and the, and the, oh, the hoops, man. It's like they don't want to give the money away. The revenue drop and the exact week, and you've got to show up 40%. This is killing they they made it more difficult than the original ones, which was just one sheet of paper, give us your bank account, your date of birth, your name, maybe an address if you want to, it's up to you, optional, yeah. and we'll just pay the money straight to your account. And they did that because they knew everyone was scared and everyone was nervous. But it was abused so much by large companies who did not need the money um, not the small enterprises, but the large companies. It was abused by them so much so that they've become much more strident and much more stringent. Telling the little guy though, isn't to it? The point now, to the point now where it's 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 unworkable. It's unworkable, right? The amount um, of effort to just get that money is 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 is, is less than yeah. But the name and shame yeah. thing um, managed to give the big companies their money back in that time. Oh well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's you know that's that's the top hundred sort of corporate. There's a lot of people aren't going to survive. Business is going to die. Oh no, no, I, 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 and this is and this is what is driving. And this is part of the reality of what's driving this um, protest. These are people who have nothing to lose, who have at the end of their string, economically are very precarious. And when people feel that economic pain come on, that's when they freak out. And, of course, that economic pain is about to get a lot more painful because we're going to have a level of food inflation that we haven't, we're not expecting. Um, you're going to see a lot of that coming out of the Ukraine with um, uh, Putin making moves there. You've got to remember the Ukraine is an enormous country. It provides an enormous amount of resources, um, ba baseline stuff that ends up in our part of the world. Um, we'll see a jump in food inflation here. We'll certainly see a jump in petrol. Um, get 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 ready to pay some extraordinary prices for petrol. I, I, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if it's five dollars a litre by the end of this year. That is just crazy. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. The New Zealand, the hardest country to live in, New Zealand. Eh, good old New Zealand. <laughs> Uh, the Ukraine, so the Ukraine thing has a chance to destay. It, it, it's 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 really interesting. Um, Putin obviously feels that he needs to have some legacy, right? He is a he is a, he is a leader of Russia, and Russia has great men as leaders. And he's looking at history, and he wants to leave Mother Russia in a position more powerful than before. What was most unsettling, and I think unnerving, was watching his 45-minute speech justification as to why he was going to do this, and it was fucking spectacular. He went back to the Bolsheviks, he talked about Lenin, he, he was questioning, why were we so generous to the Ukrainians? It's not even really a country. And how sad he was at, at, at when the Soviet Union ended. And I think that 
what we realised that here is a man who is looking for legacy, who is looking at the, the the history books, and he's prepared to spill quite a bit of blood to get what he wants. He has very cleverly moved all of his troops into areas within the Ukraine which have high levels of Russian populations and have already kind of broken away. He's moved the soldiers into there. Cleverly, he hasn't actually stepped over into the Ukraine yet, right? And so as a Russian chess player, he's just maximising pressure, maximising what he can get. One one day he's telling everybody he's going home and that's the end of that. Pack it up, boys. See you soon. He sends out some footage of some tanks going that way. And then it's and then da he's right there the line and it's and, and it's amazing to watch it in in action. So he's got all of his forces into land that he's already he's already had Russian troops in in these parts of the eastern Ukraine since 2014, right? So this is no shock or some oh, oh my god he's just put lots more in there now, right? And so. So they can, they can take care of business. We're not going to have a nuclear war, are we? Oh, well, well this is, see, see, here's, here's, here's his, his bet, what he's betting on, because I think there will be some fighting uh, along the uh, Black Sea. My guess is that he's going to try and get a corridor from Crimea, which he'd annexed, remember, back uh, about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He wants to get a corridor from there through the Ukraine to Mother Russia. Um, so I think there'll definitely be some fighting in that area. Um, I think that we'll see some quite some some serious um, military action there. But as far as Putin is concerned, he regards the attempted coup in Kazakhstan at the beginning of January. He saw that as a Western attempt to destabilize a country right <laughs> So he feels in taking back parts of the Ukraine. This is even Stevens. Now, Biden, of course, is under an enormous amount of pressure because the Afghanistan pullout has left many Americans very disappointed in him and they don't think he's very smart and they've kind of turned on him. And so he needs to do something really big and strong to look bold. Now, it sure isn't going to be military because America's not going to drop one one drip of blood over the Ukraine. No fucking way. No. What they what they might do is pull Russia out of the global banking, the SWIFT system, right? So it means that the Russian banks can't trade globally. Now, that would actually hurt. The Russians have said that they feel a move like that would be an overreaction and that they would then counter move. And where you would see that counter move most likely is the Russians giving the Iranians the final pieces of technology for their nuclear mm-hmm. program. And the reason the Russians would do that is because the Israelis have already said if the Iranians get nuclear, then they will launch attacks. So the, the Russians would, would sort of open up a new front for America in the Middle East and just create chaos and tension there. Oh. So, so I think this is, this is a long way to play. But I would guess that our inflation rate would probably be about ten percent by the end of this year, double figures. Okay, so if you're highly leveraged, um, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> and, and see, the Reserve Bank came out today with a point two five, um, another point two five increase in mortgage rates. So everybody's mortgages, I think, about seventy percent of the mortgages need to be redone this year. Um, so everyone is going to a higher mortgage at a time when jobs are dropping off, at a time when people can't get money. You're going to see a lot more stress out there. Uh, or you could, uh, if you're young enough, you could, uh, you know, expand it out to 30-something years or something crazy like that. Anyway, 
Um, Jen, I've asked before and it's never been answered, likely because I'm questioning it. What qualifications does Bomber have to tell, tell on any of these subjects or is it just an opinion? Um, I have a PhD in, um, in the University of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, oh, you know. What, what, my, the, the number one political podcast in the country. These are, these are, my, these are my opinions. Uh, they're, they're well thought out opinions. Uh, their opinions based on an enormous amount of reading and talking. Um, you know, my opinion's probably as good as anyone's. Yeah. Um, but I don't have, a, you know, I mean, I've got degrees, but I don't know if, if that's a necessary. Yeah. Okay, um, next, um, Manu, uh, did either of you read Malcolm Nance? I'll leave it here. Talk about all over the show. Go on, line and stick to one topic. Thanks. Talk about all over the show. I mean, well, we can be all over the show. We just have to be. Malcolm Nance, I don't know. <clears throat> well, I'll have a look at it, though. Thank you very much, Manu. Um, okay, so we've got a tough ride of it, and uh, and that's the end of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, um, you look, you think things are bad now. I fucking promise you they're going to get worse. Oh, a lot worse. But if we can't work and can't keep our incomes... What's all gonna what's gonna happen? I mean, some people are lucky to have insurance, other people are just gonna go straight to a benefit. Benefit ain't gonna pay shit in this country if you wanna live in the 09, 07, 06, 05, 04, 03. And this is, and this has always been the polaria the, the, the perilous bloody uh, balancing act in New Zealand, right? You know, we've just got enough jobs and just enough welfare and just enough this and just enough to kind of just hold it all together a bit. Um We've underfunded our welfare system. We've underfunded our social infrastructure for a very long time. And we've just said to everyone, go make money and speculate on houses. Um, well, one day that was always going to fall over and implode. And this is uh, one day. Um, you, you, you're going to see a wave of sickness hit the country in a way that we've never had before. Everyone's going to go down at the same time. And everyone you know is going to go down at the same time. That's why there are concerns about the, um, the supply chains. Uh, making sure that food is on the supermarkets and, you know, there's fuel for you to be able to buy. Um, it's <coughs> really rough. It's going to get, you know, the next couple of months are going to be really tough for New Zealand in a way that haven't, we haven't been used by before. Um, and, the, and the rules are all clumsy, you know, when you're supposed to stay home, when you've got to go. All the phase three things. thing, it seems like by the end of the week we're going to phase three. What That means what? You can no, 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 really know where the fucking phases are. <coughs> we're all on our own. Um, so the best thing you can do out of this is find a space in the back garden, start planting some vegetables, make your own bread, try and get some solar power going, um, do all the brace, old oh, home impact. Brace for impact. Oh, and, and, th and, th and think about being self-sufficient. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mate, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not well. Uh, you've done a great you job. You look after yourself. I will do. Please give us updates. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know. But thank you very much, Paul. Hey, and where can we find your political podcast? Uh, the Working Group. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Rover, YouTube, um, or Spotify. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate it. Get, uh, get well soon, eh? Okay, mate. See you soon. Hey, mate. Cheer, mate. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Michelle, hey. Hey. Going good, good. How are you? Very good. Well, no, I'm actually. I think I got COVID and I'm sick. 
Oh, I love that. To be honest, I think it's just going to be spreading. I think everyone's going to get it yeah. at some point. So it is what it is at this stage, eh? Pretty much. And I reckon, you know, you my only problem with having it is it takes, you know, three or four days and you've got to stay at home and stuff. Um, yeah. But you could get it again, which is the annoying thing. So you then start it all over again. The process, um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I've had nothing much. It is a cold, quite literally an annoying cold. Well, you look fine. You sound, I mean, you sound a little fluey, but not too bad. So that's a Yeah, positive. exactly. And yeah. I only kind of, kind of, it's only ramped up since from about 11 o'clock, you know, when I was thinking, oh my God, I think I've got it. Oh my God, yeah, what are we going to do? But um, <laughs> I only get tested tomorrow and then get it over and done with. Nice. Are you going to go the traditional nose test or the antigen? By the nose, absolutely. So <laughs> have you, have you, you've had yours done with the nose? Yeah, I have actually. I have had one done. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty painful. They made me, because um, I did it in the car, and mm. I drove in, and I had to have my hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. And it, really, it did hurt, but you got to do what you yeah. got to do. you got to do And then I like, my lady was really nice. So she was like, just concentrate concentrate on your breathing, concentrate on your breathing. I was like, it was really bloody. <laughs> so kind of, it's like it's going to come out of your eye or something. It's right yeah. up to the end. It's nuts. It's yeah, <laughs> in your brain. Yeah, so uh, Friday, you're going to do a show on Friday, hopefully, uh, I don't know, so you've got some guests, I hope, and there's some comments coming through, and yeah. just go for it. I'm excited. I'm nervous, yeah. though, but I think, yeah, it's a good challenge, and I think it's the subjects that I'll be touching on, and the person that I'll be interviewing, Jerome, um, has got some really cool information on the metaverse, and um, Web3, and NFTs, which is pretty relevant at the moment <clears> with the space, so that's... Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm following. My, here's my frustration. I don't know. I know a little about NFTs, right? But I'm following a couple of people, and like overnight, they're making two to three thousand USD by selling yeah. this. I mean, so are they just uploading their artwork to a shopping mall or to a gallery of NFTs, and then people are just perusing them, going, "I want to buy that one." Pretty much. It's, I mean, when I first got into the industry, quite recently actually, through my friend Jerome, who's now my boss, um, it does seem that way, but it's it's way more kind of complex. So right. NFT stands for non-fungible token, which yes. pretty much means it's it's like a code that's backed behind right. artwork. So it can be anything from artwork to music, um, and it's, it's pretty much like Bitcoin. So it's kind of all in that cryptocurrency world where you right. can kind of trade and make money off certain things. So it's an interesting space, and I think a lot of people, um, yeah, yeah, might be interested. Yeah, well, I'm going to watch because I'm interested in getting into it because these people are making money while they sleep. And I think you only have to make a dollar forty-four, sorry, $144 an hour to be a millionaire around the clock. Uh, yeah, over, uh, that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's like residual yeah. income. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But if it is with but it's exciting so i'm excited to have a little bit of a yarn and obviously talk to someone who's more knowledgeable in the space great okay we'll enjoy it uh, friday nine o'clock hey thanks very much nice talking to you thanks guys okay bye. see you soon bye. Okay, bye so that's michelle how exciting so we've got more people if you know anyone that'll make another great host i'm looking for somebody for thursday night so um, hey, have a look, you know, go into your little groups and see what you can do that's the show everybody back tomorrow from mine good evening Thank <laughs> you.